A lot coming down, man. Me and a baby, lot. you know me and baby, I'll be sitting in the back watching all the excitement. You understand? You know what? Eastern Airlines is Dusty Rhodes' private, private coach throughout this country. Baby Dolly, the most beautiful woman in professional wrestling. But now, Iron Anderson, Tony Blanchard, Ric Flair, James J. Dillon, Ole Anderson, Dusty Rhodes, they all tied together. One common bond is to take the dream out. As long as I can walk, breathe, talk, whatever I need to do, you ain't taking the dream out. You ain't hurting, baby doll. You ain't putting your hands on my lady. And you know what? I am a little bit sick now. That pistol pairs wallet. Let me tell you something, boy. Don't you even dare. Don't you even one time come out and talk about Boogie Woogie Man Jimmy Valiant. And for sure, don't put me in the category as bar. You don't want to even start nothing with Dusty Rose, the American Dream. And Paul Jones, you built your army. You keep them to the south. Boogie go take care of business. Pez Wiley, Uncle Tom, me as long as you want. I grew up with Uncle Tom, Daddy. Every day, every night, for all my life, in the gutters on the streets of Austin, Texas. Don't you Uncle Tom me. Nighthawk or nobody. You heard what I got to say about it. You better remember. And Tony Blanchard, the national heavyweight champion. Iron Anderson, baby doll, got one request. Break your jaw. Okay, fans. The American Dream, Dusty Rose. American Dream. This is Mark Merrill, and you're listening to the Turnbuckle Throwbacks with Phil J. and that pain in the ass choppy. Your shows, your entertainment, and your network. This is Rant and Remember, what this network wants, this network gets. I promise you that. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. Broadcasting live from Shaolin, Staten Island. Freak Show Central. Where's that? New York City. The recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment broadcasting. It's the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast on Rant EM Radio. Proud member of the Shining Wizards Network.
episode 475 of the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast. How is everybody doing? I, as always, your gracious host, the Impact Player, Mr. Philly Raya. And let me tell you something, Pez Wale. Let me tell you something. Don't be put me in no category of boy. Shout out to Black History Month and uh, Dusty Rhodes and Baby Doll yelling at Pez Watley, telling him, don't be calling him no Uncle Tom. Don't be calling him no boy. You know how we do. Anyway, how the hell is everybody doing? Uh, it has been a rough, rough week at the plantation. I tell you, work has sucked. Um, I can't get into it because then I'd probably get in trouble because too many, too many heads are listening to this thing now. But, um, I must tell you, uh, the older I get, the thinner my patience become. And I have to learn, uh, better coping skills with certain aspects of the job. You know, when I came off the job, when I came off the, off the ambulance and became a dispatcher, I was like, you know, I took all the physical agony off my body. Now I gave mental agony. And, you know, there's certain things administratively that you just are never going to get, you know. The politics of healthcare, you're never going to get. Like, like you know, like, you know, like, you know, in your heart, there's certain things that should be going a certain way and they're not because politics always prevent accountability. We've talked about that on the show a million times, right? The, the part of it that I, that I hate is that there's not enough people to speak up about certain things and whatever it is. I mean, this has nothing to do with what happened last week. This is in general. And I'm not part of a union, so it's like, we don't have a I can't go cry to my union rep. Like, this dude, this is not like the work environment. You know, and, um, you know, and everybody that's a superior of yours has either done your job at one point in their career or has been close to it. In it, I should say. We don't have a lot of people that are non-operational cats that run my line of work. You know, the the suits, though, the higher-ups, like, that, those guys are in debt. The guys that are in charge of our guys, those are the guys that really never rode an ambulance or sat in a calm or, you know, used an AED or saved a life or lost a life, for that matter. You know what I'm saying? So, what, you know, either way, by the time I was done on Thursday— I was actually going to record Thursday night, and I was so spent that I came home. I didn't even eat dinner. I came home. I fixed a very, very large alcoholic beverage, pound, pounded a few of those, and then my toilet overflowed. So picture me half drunk in my bathroom trying to mop up a fucking bathroom floor. It took me about an hour. By the time I was done, I lost a bit of my buzz, and I passed out. So... I spent basically the weekend just trying to recoup from being drunk and cleaning my bathroom, and now I have to go out and replace all this all the shit that got ruined in the bathroom on the floor, the mats and stuff like that, new curtains and whatnot. I have to put up anyway. So I guess that's like a sign and an incentive. Like, hey, Phil, listen, you, your bathroom's kind of ratty. You know, go get your shit. And I'm only I'm here by myself, and it's not a big space. So I mean, I get a little cluttered, and then I get my balls twisted. And I clean up a lot, you know. Augie doesn't help any because he's a fucking slob. You know, he's, uh, sometimes he'll eat too fast and throw up everywhere or the, do the cat hair thing that, you know, you know, and now he'll, and when he, I have to put a mat under his food 
because he likes to smack the food out of his bowl for some reason. Like, I don't know what the hell that means. Like, I told him, I just put it on the floor, have him eat it like a real, real animal, you know, but he won't eat it off the floor, you know. He's 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 half classy now, you know, and he's getting old. I can't really bust. Him. I just try to make it easier for him. That's all. I even got him a fucking water fountain. So a, I don't have to change the water every day, but b, it's constantly running, so it's constantly filtered. So at least I'm doing that for him. You know, I got to keep it plugged in by the fucking in my kitchen. You know, but I do that for him because you know he puts up with my nonsense. He's by himself, fifteen, sixteen hours a day when I'm at work. So you know. I try to hook him up every night when I come home with some treats or I'll give him wet food. You know, I give him wet food every night with his dry food. Um, he's got a little bit of a pot belly, so I got to keep him on a diet. So I don't want to get him too big and then he gets sick and whatever. But he's going to be 11 this year. You know what I'm saying? I was just talking to my ex about She's like, how's Augie doing? I said, he's 11, man. We got him when he was a year old. And she's like, I can't believe it. I'm like, yeah, it's the, time flies. And time... You know, I got to tell you, I'm, I'll be 49 this year. And and I told you guys this last year that I just I feel my age now. Like all the all the uh all the physical trauma I put on myself at work and playing hockey and football and softball um has finally caught up with me, you know. And uh with the recent health scares uh, outside of yesterday, because I ate like an animal yesterday, but I, outside of yesterday, I've been trying to eat less. I've been trying to be more mindful of what I eat and how, when the, when I eat and, you know, that stuff. I want to, you know, try to be a little healthier. It's hard, man. You know, when you're set in your ways and, you know, I when you suffer from depression, it kind of like food is like a comfort thing. And I'm not, I don't, I'm not one of those big people that just sit here and eat a gl- a, I don't glutton myself, basically. Um, I was always a big person, so it wasn't like I I just didn't get fat one year and stay fat for the rest of my life. I've been fat since I'm five years old. You know what I'm saying? So, But, you know, you, you try to be a little more healthier about shit, and you have to be more conscious. And this is for you young kids, too, man. Like, you're all good now. You know, if you're smoking and you're drinking, and you're, but you're at, if you're working and exercising, you're good. But that's all going to catch up with you. The ladies too, man. The ladies, I know. I was out. Basically, I was like a woman. My thyroid was failing me, and I basically was one weight for like fucking like fifteen years, and then all of a sudden, one year working, I ballooned, and then ballooned, and ballooned, and ballooned, and by the time I, I was four hundred ninety-one pounds at one point in my life. You know, like this is this can't happen, man. It can't. This can't happen. You know, I fixed it, thank God. And when I fixed it, it actually regulated how I ate. Uh, so, you know, just being being mindful about shit is imperative. You know, be mindful, you know, about that kind of thing. And so I really didn't, I didn't do anything this week in terms of television. You know, I watched, um, I watched, what the hell did I watch? The only thing I watched was the the World Baseball Classic roster announcements. <laughs> I had no and and whatever's on foot, you know, for football because the Super Bowl is this weekend. So uh, you know, I'll get into that in a second. And I, I'm at the point now where I'm just like, I didn't even want to watch wrestling. I didn't even want to do the podcast. But I did watch. I the only thing I watched was the throwback, and that's why really basically why I'm doing the podcast. 
So so then, you know, the next day after I, you know, my my bathroom got wrecked and I'm hungover. That's another thing. When you're old and you're hungover, oof, that's, that, that's, that's a no-no. You know, because now it's like, what do you, you know, now it takes a little while longer to recover. Like, what the fuck, you know? So I decided to look into getting a new cell phone. Now, every couple of years, you know, you guys all know this, I'm, I'm a gadget junkie. So I went and I went to T, my T, T-Mobile is my carrier. And uh, so I said, you know, I, did, I didn't want to trade my phone in, really. I, I thought about it. But now the battery is dying. And it's the battery sucks. It's four years old. The, f- the phone will be four years old. This year. The phone is four years old this year. And the battery sucks on it. And I don't have a, I'm not getting the full use of my internet and my data because I don't have 5G. It's a f- it's one of the last 4G phones before they went to 5G. So, and then I have, there's like a little stylus pen that comes with it. Now the pen's not working, but the phone is in pristine condition. So I go to T-Mobile. I'm like, all right, well, I'm thinking about trading my phone in. So you know, you know how the salesmen are. They, they want to throw everything at you. They want to sell you watches and tablets. And if you add a line, we'll give you this. And you add a line, we'll give you that. I said, what's it going to cost me extra a month if I get a new phone and I want to keep my phone. Well, if you keep your phone, Mr. Rayer, it's $41 extra a month. You'll have to pay for a new phone. Not terrible, but the phone is like almost $2,000. I was like, all right, that's the one I want. Right. So paying $2,000 for a phone still fucking baffles me, but that's another, that's another pocket. We'll save that for ghetto geek squad. (laughs) But then he the the salesman kid says to me he goes well Mr. Raya he goes if you we have a promotion because of your cell phone plan and you have the highest cell phone plan you can trade your current phone in and we'll give you a credit for a new phone I said so let me get this straight I trade in my phone today and I get a new phone I'm not going to get a I'm not going to get anything added to my bill he's like no you get you'll just get you'll have to pay for the taxes and the activation fee of a new phone. I was like, okay, so the taxes and the activation fee cost about forty or fifty dollars more than what I was gonna pay to put a new battery in my cell phone. Because I can, you can. They have these shops now in New York where you can go, and these dudes will take all your shit out. And now. I thought about doing it myself, and then I saw how many parts are in a phone, and I'm like, there's no way my giant sausage fingers are going to handle that nonsense. So I figured, you know what, I'm just going to, you know what, I'll do it. Fuck it. Of course, the kid goes in the back, comes out, Mr. Ray, I'm sorry, the phone is not, not in stock. I'm like, Jesus Christ. He goes, but I can have it shipped to you, and you can bring it, you can bring your old phone back, and then whatever, whatever. I was like, okay. But 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 I'm not gonna be able to use the phone because I have all, all you guys swap all my shit. He goes, well, there's a program you can download called this the smart switch and whatever whatever. I got about four computers here. I can figure this out, right? So I plug I I download this this program the Samsung program to my Mac. Cause it's Mac compatible, and I can't back this thing up for fucking not, hours. I'm trying to back the phone up for hours and hours. I it's just not doing it. It's stopping at like twenty percent. Is it memory? I swap the memory location where I'm gonna put the where I'm gonna put all the all the backed up phone data, right? And I'm a guy's going back and forth. I'm like, I want to smash every computer I have, of course, in the, including the one I'm using right now. 
So I do. So now I finally break. I have an old PC computer, um, like one of them old gateway touchscreen gimmicks that I that I was gonna use for online Stratomatic. Cause I, you know, guys, I still play Strat, but there's an there's a there's a computer version of it. I downloaded the game. I can't figure the game out, but the computer is still here. I never use it. And, and when I had it, it wasn't mine. It was the ex-wife's. And then by the t- I bought her a computer, and then right after I bought her a computer, she started school, and the school gave her a computer. So she didn't use this computer. So I took the computer with me. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. She ain't going to use it. And I bought it, you know? Anyway, it's pretty outdated, but it's a giant screen. I said, you know what? And finally, it took me about two hours, but I backed all my shit up, and the phone should be here between... Monday and Wednesday, and I could just swap the. F- I could just plug this thing in and, and put all my shit that's on this phone, my current phone, on the new phone, and then I'll bring the old phone back to the to the place um, on my next day off. So, but the but it's like technology always fucking fails me. Like I, no matter what kind of research I do, no matter how many instructions I read, no matter how many YouTube videos I get. I just constantly fail at technology. Like, I just don't understand. And I try hard to figure it out, and I just can't figure it out. It's ridiculous, you know? Uh, so there I am, and now we're, we're it's Super Bowl Sunday, and I'm more, I'm more concerned about what the food, what the menu's going to be like, where I'm going to be, and the menu's going to be outstanding. It's only going to be like three of us, but... Um, that's what it's come to with football, man. I'm at the point now where my team is great all year long, and then they choke in the playoffs, and now I'm kind of used to it, right? And then my other second, my second favorite team played my first favorite team, and they beat my favorite team, and then they then they got they got destroyed by the current NFC champions, right? I can't root for Philadelphia, and this is no disrespect to Aaron, our boy Aaron in Philly, or Surfer. By the way, Surfer's birthday the other day. Happy birthday. He's like, I don't know, 79 now. But happy birthday, big boy. So no disrespect to our pals in in, in the southeast region of the country. Um, but I got to tell you, Jesus, I can't root for Philadelphia. I mean, just f- first of all, because they beat my Vikings this year in regular season. That's first of all. Second of all, they beat my second favorite team, and my father's favorite team, the New York Football Giants, who had a fantastic year, Coach Coach Drabel going coach of the year. Good for him. They're doing big things over there in, in East Rutherford, so God bless them, and I'm glad for the Giant fans. I wish the, Jet, I wish the Jets would do something. The Jet fans deserve a good team. They don't get a good team. It's, 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 it's a shit show over there. But they're getting better too. Now, so I, I, but getting back to the Philadelphia Eagles, I can't – I mean – morally and consciously root for the Philadelphia Eagles. I love your city. I love your food. I love your entertainment, but I cannot stand the fans of the sports teams. They are worse than Boston. They're definitely worse than us. Okay? We actually, believe it or not, we've chilled out because of gentrification. Um, But I must tell you, just sitting with these people sometimes... And I'm not a. I I have not raised my hands in a in a real fight in many years, and I'm no tough guy. I'm no bully. I've held my own though, and I've been in plenty of fist fights. But I must tell you, when I'm with these people in a in a sports setting, 
I just want to fight. I'm like one of them. I'm like Seamus and his fucking bruises. I just want to have a fit. They just, they get me so angry, these guys, you know. And then when they win a championship, they tear the city down. The cops have to grease the light poles because these guys climb on it and they break shit and they ruin property and they set things on fire. Why would you wreck your own city? Now, protesting, I, I still don't understand that either, Why? but I understand But I understand why they do it and I, and I don't... Don't I still don't get it. But when you win a championship, why would you wreck your own city? Why? What the fuck is the sense of that? Like, did I miss something? That you're going to wreck your city when you win a championship? I pray to God that they don't win today. I, I pray to God. Because that, that, that city's going to be in fucking shambles tomorrow morning. You know, and shout out to Philly's finest, man. The... You know, police department, fire department, so all the civil servants in 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 the in the in the greater Philadelphia area. Shout out to you guys. You got a fucking shit show to handle if they win. You know. And we haven't had any inclement weather in the, in these regions in like a couple of hundred days, so like even sanitation is not doing much work. You know what I'm saying? So, but now they're gonna have to clean up after these idiots if they win. You know. And do me a favor, don't give me the whole choose your favorite food from the team meme. Do you like Kansas City barbecue or do you like Philadelphia cheesesteaks? I had never had Kansas City barbecue, and I'm sure it's fucking delightful. And I've been eating cheesesteaks since 1993. And I love cheesesteaks. It's the best part of Philadelphia. It's the best part of Philadelphia. And Mania is there next year. WrestleMania is there next year. And we're, like, planning to go, and it's like, oh, man, it's in Philadelphia. But how can you not go because it's only 70 miles away, and it's mania. And that means the the the, the city is going to host a weekend of wrestling. So we'll get Japanese, and we'll get Impact, and we'll get Ring of Honor, and we'll, we'll get a bunch of shit that weekend, you know? So how do you not go? How do you not go? Ridiculous. So, it's going to be a high-scoring game, I feel like. Both teams are are offensively loaded. Uh, if you make Philadelphia's quarterback throw the ball more than he runs it and gives it off to his running backs, um, that's where you're probably going to get him. So, Kansas City's secondary is going to have to step up. And, of course, the best quarterback in football is opposite him, which is Patrick Mahomes. And by proxy, I have to root for Patrick because his dad was a Met. And I, you know, and Patrick always loved as a kid. I, you know, there's pictures of him shagging fly balls in, in center field in Shea Stadium. So, and I, I like Andy Reid. I like the West Coast offense, and I just and I just like and Passes Adele's a big Chiefs fan, so I know Passes having a hard time. So I hope the Chiefs pull one out for him and for the city. And they got a good team. And I, I, I even though I don't want Philadelphia to win, I, I I can't I can't take nothing away from them. They've been fantastic the entire year. They've done what they had to do, but it's gonna be like a high-scoring game. I'm thinking like 34 to 28, or 28, 24, 27, 24, 28, 25. It's gonna be a couple of. T- it's gonna be about three touchdowns each team. I think it's gonna be a very high-scoring game because these teams don't have really great defenses, you know. Uh, but if you make Jalen Hurts throw from Philadelphia, you make him throw the ball more than he runs it. 
because he's a, he's a very mobile quarterback. Make him run. That's where you get him. So I'm hoping, and I'm just rooting for the food at this point. The food's going to be fantastic. I just got to text uh, what the menu's going to be. So I'm very excited about today. Uh, but I want you guys to know, uh, this is for Philadelphia fans of the podcast, okay, and in that region, okay, if you travel to Philadelphia, if they do win, please don't be a jerk-off. You know, take heed to my final words for every episode. Take care of yourselves, each other, blah, 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 the whole Jerry Springer thing that I do. Please don't be a jerk-off. Please don't wreck property. Please don't go belligerent drunk. You know, go home and make a baby or something. You know, go 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 do, you know, go break out your gear and cheer and be happy and celebrate your, your win like a normal sports fan. Don't be breaking shit. When the Giants won the Super Bowl last time, I went I went to City Hall with uh, Big Will with Sweeney, and there were people. We we, we were we were a million and a half strong. Went down Champions Champions Row. Went uh champ with Champion Alley. What do they call? It? I don't know what the fuck they call it. We went down there, and man, what a good day that was. It was also eight fucking degrees that day, and we froze our balls off. But you know what? No one broke shit. No one tore things down. We didn't have to grease the poles. Sanitation only cleaned up confetti and not blood. You know what I'm saying? So please, Philadelphia, your boy is asking you, the city of brotherly love, brotherly love, you get it, brotherly love? Please, 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 don't be a jerk off. Please don't be a jerk off. Uh, so yeah, that's what's going on. Um, let's see what else is going on. I have not, like I said, the only thing I watched was the throwback. I did read uh, that Jay White lost uh, his loser leaves town match to Hikaleo. Uh, so he's he's basically his New Japan contract is basically done. He's got one more appearance against Eddie Kingston in Cali. I want to say this coming week, and then that's it. I think that's his, ob- his last obligation to the to the New Japan Pro Wrestling. Now, Jay White, uh, you know, there's a couple of guys very close to this podcast, one in particular who does not like um, <laughs> Jay White. <laughs> and, and as and as Bad Luck Fale would say, um, hold on a second. As Bad Luck Fale would say. Just one thing. Fuck the one sweet, two sweet for life. Right. That's... Well, my, that's my question to the big man and the rest of the crew. Who's running Bullet Club now? Who's in charge? Is it the the House of Torture guys? Is it Fale? Is it Chase Owens? Is it... I don't know. Who's in charge? We don't know. Who's going to run Bullet Club? I don't know. It's going to be... It's got to be an interesting story, and this whole uh, storyline with uh, Noah versus uh, New Japan is heating up. And I know there's a they're coming to the states next week. It's gonna be good times for New Japan for us. And we'll preview that and the Elimination Chamber next next episode. Okay, so again, I don't have any other wrestling news because I didn't I didn't watch any wrestling. I was, I was, guys, I was basically a vegetable this week. Every time I came home, I was like mentally and physically exhausted. I just went to sleep. <laughs> I, w- I went, I went, I ate and went to sleep. Ate, went, and then I came home Thursday, drank, 
cleaned my bathroom and then went to sleep. So that's pretty much it for that. Uh, what else is going on, really? Uh, I'll be I'll be at Stratomatic opening day finally after two years of not being open. You guys know well, I I go out there to the headquarters of Strat. I get my cards two weeks early, and we celebrate, hang out. We meet guys from other parts of the world, other parts of the country. Um, the owner comes out, the family comes out, they hang out with you, and uh, it's pretty cool. You, you meet a lot of people. They do uh, there's 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 content creators there. And then we make a day. We go out to eat afterwards. We go to Rollin' Roaster in Brooklyn. It's a big, it's a very, very famous roast beef, roast beef spot out in Brooklyn. Very fine establishment, as uh, Choppy and I would say. Me and Choppy, Choppy and I've been there. A few, matter of fact, Choppy and I spent a few birthdays there. Um, so he knows the deal. The one time he took me there, and uh, he took me there for my birthday, and. When when you go for your birthday, there's a wheel there. You get to spin a birthday wheel for like free shit. And I got like, they give you these coins. And I got like thirty five dollars worth of free free food for the next visit. And I was like, this is cool. And if you spend over thirty dollars there, which you can because they're very expensive, you get a free pizza. So you, you we when we go, the, when the crew goes, we're there for a couple hours. We're chilling, you know. <laughs> so shout out to Andy and all the crew. I, I just spoke to Andy yesterday, so it's, I think it's only be three or four of us going this year. Um, but I'm in the playoffs in my Strat League. <sighs> That's another story. So this is our seventh season. Half the league failed to catch up on their games played monthly. We play monthly. And because of that, it, it tied everybody up. So the commissioner decided to stop the season with like six games left or 12 games left. And whoever was active and caught up made the playoffs. So there was three of us on one in one division, one league, that one division that made the playoffs. I made the playoffs. I was on the cusp. My team was like 500. I was teetering back and forth. I was. It would have been down to the wire to make the playoffs. Now I made the playoffs, and I'm playing the two best teams in the fucking league <laughs> to get to the World Series. So here's my luck. I haven't been to the, I haven't been to the playoffs in like six years. I get to the playoffs by 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 this nonsense. I'm still having it's an asterisk when you think about it. I get to the playoffs and now I have to play the two best teams and they're in my division. So I'm up two games to one in my first series against the first guy. If I win, I get to play the other guy remote because he moved to Florida. And if I do that, I go to the World Series. So, um, and then the new cards come out. We then we draft next month for April. So. That's how it's going to go, and they're, they're redoing the league, and I'm not happy about it, but I love to play, and, you know, again, politics, man. Politics prevent accountability. This is how it is, you know. I ain't got to tell you guys how it goes. Um, but, yeah, pitchers and catchers report in a couple of days. It's been unseasonably warm here on Staten Island in, in, in the Northeast, so we haven't had any really, really, we get cold weather now, but it's like in in, in spurts now, you know. Uh, it's it's going to be fucking almost, it's going to be 60 degrees next Friday. Normally we're, we're wearing hats and scarves out there waiting for our cards, you know. But um, I, I'm just like, um, I don't know, the global warming is a real thing. I don't want to get into politics, but global warming is a real thing because we haven't had s- significant snow in the northeast here in like, a couple of hundred days. You know what I'm saying? So uh, spring is definitely on its way. 
And you know my fear. If it's a if it's a if it's a light winter, it's gonna be a dreadful summer. That's how I always think of that's how I always feel. And my dad always felt that with the when he had the when he worked outside with the farmer's almanac. It's like, well, if we had a we had an easy summer, it's gonna be a really hard if we had an easy winter, it's gonna be a hard summer. I'm like, man, I don't wanna hear that shit. I hate the heat. But the heat does bring baseball and it brings uh better times, more celebrations. You know, trying to celebrate life. Try not, try not to have any regrets. Try not to be so such a Debbie Downer on on things. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm trying to be more optimistic and not pessimistic about things that that I can't control and really shouldn't be worrying about. Um, I did see my son this weekend. He came to see me. Hammer came to visit again. He said I'm, I, he paid me a quick visit, a surprise visit, and then he alerted me that. He's here. He's here to visit me because he he's gonna be busy the next several weeks. He's not gonna be able to see me. He's got a very social, busy social schedule. So shout out to my to my to my my beautiful Hamlet. He's a he's a good he's a good boy, and he's doing well. For those who asked about him, he's doing really well in school, and he's doing his efeds and he's content creating, and he's being a smelly teenager. So that's pretty much where he's been, and everything's doing well with him. And I'm glad, you know. What else is going on? I don't. I I, I wish I lived a a, a a more exciting life. I don't. <laughs> like my biggest, uh, my biggest uh, dr- thrill today, besides watching the Super Bowl, is do is do, doing laundry and going to Home Goods to buy stuff in my bathroom. Like this is where my life has been, where I get more excited about shopping for for needs. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, I mean, I've been, you know, just just trying to take it easy, man. I'm just trying to take it easy, and I'm trying to live life, and I'm trying to be a little more healthy, and I'm just trying to be a good person. And sometimes that's hard, you know, not so hard, not so much being a good person. That's that comes easy if you're a good person, you know. If you're if you're mindful, if you're good to animals and old people, and you're not a jerk off every day, then you pretty much have it locked in that you're a good soul, you know. And my, and our throwback is a good people. We have a good core of people who love us and and take and take care of us and listen weekly. And they remind us about what happiness is. Hey Phil, new episode, loved it. Hey Phil, keep up the great work. Hey Phil, awesome. You know, like or Hey Phil, you missed something on this show. Like you know, they 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 keep you honest. And this is why I still do it. Even by myself. I am going to have a co-host, I think, next episode or the episode after. I have to look at the schedule. But I have to check that out. But we have a lot of cool shit coming up for you. So keep it locked. TurnbuckleThrowbacks.com is now back up. And all the links to all the gimmicks are there. There is a Super Bowl sale going on on Pro Wrestling Tees. I didn't put the ad up, but go to ProWrestlingTees.com and I'll plug it again at the end of the show. And go buy a shirt. If not, if you don't buy a shirt from me, then buy a shirt from one of our other, uh, you know, peoples like the Shining Wizards or you know anybody else who has shirts from their podcast. Go buy their shirts. So, all right, we're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna plug our friends, and I have to redo that too because we have new additions to the Wizards Network. And uh, once I have everybody's name and show names and all the all their shit, I'll add it to this. I haven't just haven't gotten around to it because I just haven't been, you know. Motivated enough to break out the equipment. I've been exhausted. So, ladies and gentlemen, we are the Turnbuckle Throwbacks. And Lord Alfred Hayes, take us to the break. We'll be right back. 
Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Are you tired of being uninformed? Together, we can change all of that. Experience a podcast like you've never heard before. You'll gain knowledge, have some laughs, because we believe this is the last AEW podcast you'll ever need. Join us every Wednesday night at 10.15 p.m. on RantEMRadio.com and Facebook Live. We can also be found on all major podcast forums as part of the Shining Wizards Network. So stop listening to inferior AEW podcasts and bring a new podcast into your life by joining us. Join the Mark Order Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at MarkOrderPod and on Facebook.com slash MarkOrderPod. Don't forget to tag us on social media and use hashtag JoinTheMarkOrder because if you don't find us, we will find you. The Shining Wizards is the greatest wrestling podcast of all time. Don't believe me? Tune in and check us out. We laugh, we cry, we interview some of the greatest people in professional wrestling, and we have some of the greatest segments of all time, including everyone's favorite wrestling game show, Can You Beat That? We're live 6.50 p.m. East on Monday nights on all social media platforms, and we're with you wherever you go on every single streaming and podcasting platform as well. Check us out. Go over to ShiningWizards.com and join us for some wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Are you tired of being told what to think and believe by Hollywood elites and politicians who just don't care about you? Tired of not getting the truth when you watch the news? Tired of trying to figure out what pronoun to use? Tired of mob mentality when all you want to do is think for yourself and make up your own mind? That's where we come in. This is Justin. And Vince. Your host of Inconclusive Breakdown. We are a weekly anti-PC podcast bringing you entertainment and current event news without any spin. If you want to truly stay informed on what's going on in the world, then give us a listen every Sunday, anywhere you get podcasts, at least till Zuckerberg and Twitterjack deplatform us. And as always, we're proud members of the Shining Wizards Network. Tired of the PC police telling you what you can and cannot say? Want a show that travels back to the 80s and 90s where the badass hosts have beaten down cancel culture on three separate occasions and carried on to gloat about it? Since 2013, The Midnight Jury is that show. Travel back to the malls and arcades, pop in your VHS, and join us where the 80s and 90s return from the dead. Conan, tell them where to find us. WLWstudios.com, home of the Midnight Jury podcast, hosted by Midnight Mike and Calvin Brody. Also available on all major podcast platforms via the Shining Wizards Network, and join in the conversation on Twitter at Midnight Jury. Hey, this is Claudio Castagnoli, and you're listening to the Turnbuckle Throwbacks. With Phil, Jay, and uh, that bonehead choppy. Why is it so 
Oh, yeah. Temporal throwbacks. Oh, God. I'll lower that. I'll that. I was about to start a mosh pit in my, in my living room here. Shout out to Cedric. Old school fauna chamber. New York hardcore. Boogie down Bronx. New York hardcore. Um, they got a new lineup. I know Cedric's not in the band anymore, but he was the only black kid I knew who sang in a hardcore band at that time. So there were plenty more, but he was the only guy like I knew personally. So... Black History Month in effect. I'm still pissed off that Black History Month tw- is in February. The shortest fucking month of the year. Like, I, I, it still babbles me while with all this cancel culture shit going on that they that they still keep that. Like, they're, everybody's talking about how everybody else is... Uh, don't even get me started, but... Either way, it's episode 475. We are the Turnbuckle Throwbacks. And that is my... Uh, my promos and my tribute to Black History Month with Dusty, the Uncle Tom. I played some Urban Dance Squad before. Now I'm doing Four in a Chamber. Shout out to the Four in a Chamber kids. I know they're doing big things still. Um, I don't even know who's in the lineup anymore. I have to. I'll ask uh, Ka- Kevin Castle. He knows. He's cool with those cats. So either way, any hoot, can we get into our throwback of the week, please? And now, here is your throwback of the week, sponsored by the Shining Wizards Network and Rant EM Radio. All right, we're kicking it back to February 16th, 1997 from the UTC Arena in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Oh, you know what? Speaking of Tennessee, thoughts and prayers to Jerry Lawler, who had a stroke earlier this week. This dude's beaten death more times than most heroin junkies I know. Okay? So Jerry Lawler was had a massive stroke and, like, Days later, he's chilling, sitting up in his hospital bed with Jimmy Hart. I'm like, I don't understand how this guy fucking cheats death. But speaking of Tennessee, shout out to Jerry Lawler, um, who's uh, recovering. And hopefully will stay out of the ring for the rest of his life. If he wants to keep living. I, I heard he was still doing, he was, he was still wrestling. And I, I think it's insane. That, because just health-wise. It has nothing to do with his skills. Chattanooga, Tennessee, UTC Arena, 6,399 paid. Jerry Lawler, of course, is on the stick doing color commentary with good old JR. Uh, the buy rate was 141000 which is the highest for an in-your-house show since Good Friends, Better Enemies nearly a year earlier. We're talking about in-your-house number 13, the Fatal 4-Way. All right, your opening contest, Wild Man Mark Merrow versus Leaf Cassie. You know him better as Al Snow. Didn't even, Leaf didn't even get a entrance. He's already in the ring. Um, not a bad opener, you know. Uh, Sable gets involved. She pushes the bottom rope to Merrow, which gives him the break, and Leaf goes out um, after Sable. She slaps him in the face. Mark Merrow then hits a suicide dive and fires off with the right hands. Uh, of course, Jim Ross mentions his boxing skills, amateur boxing skills, 9,000 fucking times every time he wrestles. 
Uh, Mero runs back and hits the Samoan drop near the corner and then hits the wild thing, which is his shooting star press. And the match went like almost 10 minutes, like 9.30, I think it was. Um, it was it was technically solid. Um, so, I don't know. I mean, it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't, it, it was a decent curtain jerker, okay? Um, and then, of course, we take you now to some footage of, um, well, we'll take you to this first. It seems uh, like we've done this before, and uh, this time, unfortunately for me, it's... Uh, much more serious than it was last time. I may never be able to wrestle again. And I was uh, I was told that the other day. Time has has taken its toll on on my body. And you know, I come here and I hear the people and they chant uh, Sid's name and they chant Brett's name and they chant a lot of people's names. And that's what I want for the World Wrestling Federation fans. In spite of um, what people may think about me, what I've always wanted for all these people is, is for them to have a good time and to enjoy themselves. I've always tried to be the one to provide it, whether it was on the good side or the bad side. Um, but was all, what was always most important to me was the performance, was the performance so that these people each time they reached in their pocket and they paid to get a ticket, they didn't regret it because they knew that if they saw my name on the card, they could yell, they could come and they could cheer and they could boo and they could do whatever they wanted as long as they had a good time. Uh, all I know today is that one thing that's not going to revolve around this belt for a long time is, is going to be Shawn Michaels. Uh, uh, the schedule over the last year I took on because I didn't feel like I could say no. I wanted to do everything. I wanted to enjoy my life as a champion. And unfortunately, all I've got right now for you is a lot of sorrow, a lot of tears, a lot of emotion. I don't have any toughness for anybody. Um, so I guess, you know, here you go. Here's your belt, and uh, I've lost a lot of things, and one of them has been my smile. And and I know it doesn't mean a whole lot to everybody else, but it means a lot to me. So I have to go back and fix myself and take care of myself, and I have to go back and I have to find my smile because somewhere along the line, I lost it, and I don't care really I don't care if it's unpopular. I don't care if uh, people want to make fun of me because I'm an emotional guy. Um, but this is this is all I've ever wanted to do. And uh, over the last year, I got to do it. And whether you like me or not, I just want to tell you that uh, last year was the most wonderful year of my life. And uh, if I never do get to do it again, It'll be okay because I got to live one full year as being the number one guy in this business. And it was the single most greatest year of my life. And I have you to thank 
and I have everybody here to thank. And it means a lot to me. And uh, I'm going to go home now. Shout out to whoever put music behind that. Fucking brilliant. That's why I played it like that. So the basis of this is Shawn Michaels is hurt legitimately. He has to relinquish the WWF Heavyweight Championship to Vince McMahon and then Commissioner, rest in peace, Gorilla Monsoon. And there's going to be a fatal four-way later on in the night for the title. Um, it, you know, there's been jokes and memes about the, the Shawn losing his smile, you know. And believe it or not, believe it or not, uh, that's probably one of his best promos ever. And he got emotional and like, but him losing his smile was the basis of the promo. And then for years now, it's been like a running joke. Um, but the guy was at the height of his career. Steve Austin called him the best in-ring performer next to Flair. So, I mean, you know, I, I was never a big Shawn Michaels guy. You guys all know that. I never disliked him. I just couldn't emotionally invest in him as a character, like emotionally invest in him as a as a person I like. You know, I respect the hell out of him. I think he was a great performer. I just didn't. I just didn't get into him as much as everybody else did at the time. I rooted more for Brett or Austin or you know Triple H at that point, Hunter Hearst Hemsley. But yeah, he lost his smile. So now whoever wins this fatal four way tonight has to fight this man the next night on Monday Night Raw. He looks like he's ready to go right now. Psycho Sid, a little bit more than 24 hours away. That's not too much time. Time! Time is the word I did not want to hear. See, time went out for you, Shawn Michaels. And yes, I am sad for you. But I did not get my chance to get my belt back on Thursday night. But see, time sometimes turns out to be funny. This time, it's, a, it's original. It's something different. So my time will come on the beginning of a new time for Monday Night Raw. So the ultimate price will be paid by the winner of the Final Four. You have to meet the man. Yeah, and then it is time. It is time. Sid is angry. He wants the belt. And that leads to a next match, which is a six-man tag, which is Flash Funk, too cold Scorpio, Bart Gunn and Gold Dust with Marlena versus the Nation of Domination. JC3 and Wolfie D uh, kick a freestyle to introduce the Nation of Domination. Uh, this becomes a clusterfuck. Um, pretty much... Uh, at one point, Farouk and Savio, are, 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 you know, get their stuff in, and Savio gets a shot. Savio gets a shot in the balls, but he can't get a tag. Crush and Savio hit a spike pile driver for the two as the ref was trying to keep Bart Gunn out of the ring. Flash Funk avoids a double clothesline and hits a clothesline on Savio and Farouk. The hot tag made made to Bart Gunn. He runs wild for a bit, then hits a power slam on Farouk. Savio breaks it up. It's back to everyone in the ring hitting everyone else. Bart avoids the dominator from from Farouk, Ron Simmons, and then comes off the top rope with a bulldog. But the ref is busy with gold dust. And then here comes Crush 
dropping a leg on Bart, and Farouk gets the win at 6 minutes and 42 seconds. Short, inoffensive, Flash got his shit in, the nation cheats the win, this is fine. So, there you go, that, that, was, that was the next match after that. So now we go backstage, where Doc Hendricks, you know him better as Michael P.S. Hayes, is with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Bank will be the next WWF champion. So you need is to succeed just for yourself. You don't have any other agendas. But I would imagine it has to concern you that all three of your opponents in the final four match, you don't hold a clear-cut victory over any of them. So I guess you're going to sit there and tell me the Royal Rumble wasn't a main event, wasn't a main pay-per-view last month when I threw three pieces of trash, Vader, The Undertaker, and Bret the Hitman Hart over the top rope. To me, jackass, that constitutes a clear-cut victory, as you want to call it, over those three guys. I did it once, I'll do it again. The whole thing is, Gorilla Monsoon says I didn't win the Royal Rumble. The whole world saw me win the Royal Rumble because we don't have the instant replay rule in effect here. The bottom line is, you work in the office. You've got a conspiracy against me, just like Vince McMahon, Gorilla Monsoon, everybody. It's all a part of the bureaucratic BS and politics that's held Stone Cold Steve Austin back for seven long years. But the bottom line is this, Doc. I will win the final four today, and I will be the World Wrestling Federation champion, and you can count on it, you piece of trash. All right. Well, back, back to you guys at ringside. Okay. So, your next match is for the Intercontinental Championship. The newly crowned IC champion who won it a week before, Rocky Maivia, defending against the aristocrat, the one and only Triple H. He won the title in Lowell, Massachusetts last week on a Thursday edition of Raw. And now they're going to have their big rematch. All right, so this match is, is, is it's a solid match. We'll get to the end of it because it's where I want to get to really. Rocky connects with a power slam, heads up to the top, hits the flying crossbody. Hunter, Hunter kicks out a two. Maya Villa punches away in the corner. Hunter drops him on his face for a top buckle, and he gets two count. Even with his feet on the ropes. Uh, and then an ugly DDT from Triple H. I'm, f- I'm sorry, for Triple H. A brutal looking DDT. The, uh, Rocky didn't, the Rock didn't perfect that yet. But um, we'll take you now to the rest of this match. And uh, a shocking uh, debut. You got a thumb in the eye. That's what happened. Good. That's a good counter. Yeah. Like Reversal of the whip. And oh! The Rock his head and paid for it. Rookie mistake. Wait a minute, there's Goldust. We know Goldust and Helmsley despise each other. There is total disdain between Goldust and Helmsley. What's he doing? I told you I was right about him. Look. Oh, Helmsley better look out. No! No! And might be with a suplex and the bridge. Problem with Goldust. Helmsley tried to put the moves on Marlena, and she didn't 
can go for it. So, in essence, it looks to me like Goldust has cost Helmsley the Intercontinental title. You're exactly that's, right. That's, that's not right. On it. Get him in there, Helmsley. Let us fight. Let's go. He's like his head is yellow. He won't get in there. Uh-oh. Make it in there. I wish he would. Get him, Hunter. Wait a minute. Who the hell's that? Who is that? What in the world? Is that a, is that a woman? Security's taking that lady away. Good grief. We want you to have a good time, folks, and that may be taking a little bit overboard. I should have done that. Oh, King, stop. This is so Goldust distracts Triple H, continues their feud, and uh, Rocky gets the win with the distraction. Marlena comes out to congratulate Goldust and is choked out by a mysterious woman, a very muscular, mysterious woman at ringside. And then she gets carted off. This is China's debut. Um, very good how he did this. And then just starts the whole Triple H China relationship. And uh, I mean, great. This is a, I mean, this, I, I loved it actually. So we'll take you now to Kevin Kelly, who's backstage with the Mastodon. Rest in peace. Big Leon White, one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, who's involved in this championship match tonight. Big Van Vader. Brother, who's the man? Who's the man? A new man will be crowned World Wrestling Federation champion, and Paul Bearer thinks it's going to be his man, Vader, tonight. <laughs> Stone Cold, Steve Austin. You've done let that canator, that gator butt, get that canary mouth in trouble, brother. The best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be? I don't think so, Mr. Hart. Undertaker, rest. In peace. Oh, yes. Being the businessman as I am, the bottom line is very clear. My Vader has already destroyed your Undertaker. My Vader has already destroyed Bret the Hitman Hart. My Vader has already destroyed Stone Cold Steve Austin. And tonight, you're looking at the new WWF champion. And then you'll know. All right, your next contest is for the WWF Tag Team Championship. Your current champions, the British Bulldog and the Slammy Award-winning King of Hearts, the uh, Owen Hart, the late great Owen Hart, defending with Clarence Mason, by the way, defending against uh, one of the greatest tag teams not to wrestle in the United States consecutively, the uh, the Can-Am Express, not the Can-Am Connection, the Can-Am Express, uh, Doug Furness, Phil LaFon. Uh, this is a really, really good match. Um, this went 10 minutes and 30 seconds. Owen is basically trying to steal the shine from Davey the entire time. Um, let's take you now to the end of this match. It's pretty cool. Owen, I, no, it's, I'll just take you to the end of the match. I don't want to spoil it for you. Roller up, the referee says. And this is a hard whip. And oh, the, that's power. Oh, it's got that slammy in his hand. Here we go. Oh, hard to ring the slam. Come on. Ring the bell. It's over. Oh, and hard. What?
Hart. Bulldog thinks he's won it with his power slam, but Owen Hart calls oh. the disqualification. That's slamming, and the Bulldog can't believe it. Yeah, shitty way to to lose a match, but it tells a good story with the Bulldog and Owen Hart. All right, it's main event time, folks. Taking out of Doc Hendricks, and he's with he's in the 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 depths, the cellars, <laughs> the cellar or the or the uh, the back room, the broom closet of uh, the UTC Arena. He's taking out of Doc Hendricks and the Undertaker. Champion will be crowned earlier today on Sunday Morning Superstars. You said you've rediscovered your edge. That's big time trouble for your other three opponents. Truer words have never been spoken. Yes, I have rediscovered my edge. Not all of it, but it's coming to me. The force that dominated the World Wrestling Federation in the early 90s is not far away. This spells doom for one Vader. One stone cold Steve Austin, and yes, even the hitman. There's nothing you can do about it, gentlemen. So accept it and hope that I spare your lives because the World Wrestling Federation title will be mine by hook or by crook. Get in my way and I will annihilate you. Vader, I've got a score to settle with you anyway. It's not win. It's not how. You can rest assured that it will happen and happen in just a few minutes, Doc. Rest in peace. All right, the, the uh, combatants are ready to get into the ring. Kevin Kelly is now backstage with the hitman, Bret Hart. I am standing by with Brett the Hitman Hart. Brett, your opponents are in the ring. The time is now. The challenge is upon you. Can anything stop you from winning tonight? No, I don't think so. And we're going to find out in just a couple of minutes. I don't take anything away from any of these guys in the ring. Stone Cold's tough. Vader's tough. Undertaker, he's tough. But you know, I got experience. I got heart. I got everything going for me. And you know, I don't want any excuses. Whoever walks out of this thing tonight should be rightfully the World Wrestling Federation champion. The way I look at it, may the best man win. Me. Alright, folks. Main event time. Full, fatal four-way for the WWF Heavyweight Championship. It's going to be Bret Hart, The Undertaker, Stone Cold Steve Austin, and the man, 
they call Vader. Let's take it to the end of the match. Well, that was unorthodox, unusual, and unexplained. I'm telling you, Rob, nobody's helping anybody. Wait a minute. Here comes Steve Austin's back out here. Damn it. Sid, the man that Bret Hart will meet tomorrow night on Raw. 
Bret Hart's got to be fatigued. His body's got to be ravaged with pain. Ladies and gentlemen, we, we got to leave you now. What's going to happen here? So Bret Hart, your four-time heavyweight champion, sets up a, a bunch of scenarios for WrestleMania, and we're going to break down this uh, this year as well as 2003, 20, 30 years into uh, you know how we do here in the podcast. So episode 475 is in the books. Let's take this train in. I got stuff to do. I hope you enjoyed the, 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 the throwback tonight. Sorry for the short one. I didn't watch a lot of wrestling this week, so. But uh, you got your shit in, as they say in, in the business now. You get your shit in. Make sure you get your shit in. Get all your stuff in. All right there, Slappy. Thank you very much for that. So, anyway, you guys know all the social media handles. TurnbuckleThrowbacks.com is now up. Please support the Shining Wizards Network, Rant Entertainment Media, and whatever else any of all the peers are doing, of course. Shout out to Don Tony, Kevin Castle, Doing his thing separately now. Wrestling Soup, Mission Joey, Justin Inconclusive Breakdown, and all those guys over there. And just remember, guys, have a good rest of your week. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Don't be a jerk off. Be a good fucking human. And we'll see you next week. Signing off, the Impact Player, Mr. Philly Ray. This has been episode 475. Peace and chicken grease. And uh, please avoid the clap. Good night, Gracie.